you brought your Bibles today, turn to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. We want to look Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. We want to look this morning at some lessons that we can get from the children of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. I just entitled this uh, A Lesson from Cain and Abel. And I believe you'll be able to, to pick up on it as we go through these verses. Genesis 4, verse 1 through 8. Verse 1 says, And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Cain was very wroth, his countenance fell. The Lord said unto Cain, Why, why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against his brother and slew him. The book of Genesis is a well-written and well-organized book. It's written in a, an orderly and logical way. It has, it has an outline to it. Chapter 1 tells about the creation of the universe and also the, the creation of man. Chapter 2 gives more detail about man and about the world. Chapter 3 tells what happened to man on earth and how man brought sin into the world and how his world was judged by God and condemned to corruption. But the chapters also give us the promise of a Savior. Also, the godly seed of people who would, uh, who would survive and, and serve God throughout all the ages. And so we come to chapters 4 and chapter 5, and they show us how the seed of man and woman uh, branch out into both an ungodly and a godly seed. Now, the descendants of Adam and Eve, the first man, first woman on earth, their seed, their children, their, their descendants, stand at the head of the ungodly and the godly line of the human race. It all began with this one family. And so first you have the birth of Cain and the birth of Abel. Look, if you will, at verse 1. It says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and she bare Cain, and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. Now you can imagine how excited Eve was when she found out that she was expecting, how excited Adam was when he found out that they were going to have a child. Remember, this would be the first pregnancy ever on earth. 
And you can imagine the excitement of new parents, even today when they find out that they're going to have a child. And you can imagine how excited they were to find out they were going to be parents. Verse 2 says, And she began, she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So she delivered Cain, and then she delivered Abel, two sons. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. He was a herdsman. Cain, he was a tiller of the ground. He was a, a farmer. And so you notice their occupation, their profession, their work just kindly met the basic needs of society. They met the clothing needed. They met, they met the food that was needed. So that was their occupation, meeting the needs of society. And then you come along and you find the worship of Cain and Abel. This is found in verse 3. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel to his offering. So we have the two sons coming together in the time of worship. They came at a specific time. The Bible says they came in the process of time. The Hebrew literally means at the end of the day. We really don't know what day it was. However, there's, there's, great, there's much evidence in that it was the end of the week. Most likely it means the end of the week. It means the Sabbath day of rest. Why would it mean that? Well, God had already blessed it and God had already set it apart for rest and for worship. And so we find these two brothers coming together for a time of worship. It could have been the very first time that they had worshipped God just with themselves and not their parents. You know, it's good to go to church where you're, with your family and you're taught. I mean, I was taught coming up as a child to, to attend church. My family took us to church. Went to, we all went to church as a family. I know it's not that way today. That's sad. Maybe you've been blessed where you were able to attend church as a family. I pray today if you're here as a mother or father and you have young children, you'll make it a point to have church as family time. That You don't just take your children to church and drop them off or send them to church, but you go and you, you'll, you'll worship with your children that worship and church, God's house will be a very important part of your life you'll see in the long run that that will really pay off. It really will. And so you have the worship of Cain and Abel. It could have been that these two sons had approached God alone for the very first time. And notice that Cain, verse 3, brought fruit. And then in verse 4, we find where uh, Abel brought a sacrifice. They brought their offering. They brought, that word brought is an important word because it, 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 it tends to lead to that, that there was a specific place. They brought their offering to a specific place. There was a place of worship. Now we feel like that Adam may have already established, pretty sure he had already established the place of worship for his family. May have built a special altar where he and his family sought after God. No doubt, attending a worship time together as husband and wife and children had that special place that they attended. We had a special place we attended when I was growing up. 
You have a special place you attend here at Mountain View Baptist Church. You have a place that you'll know you'll be on Sunday morning, Sunday night, or Wednesday night, faithful to attendance. I'm sure Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, were faithful in their attendance as a family. And he'd had a place, you know, it must have been a, a special altar where he and his family sought after God. We don't know where the place was there in the garden. However, it would, have been a lo- it would have been logical, it would have been rational for Adam and his family to have worshipped at the entrance of the garden. Because if you remember, that's where cherubim was placed. To guard, to keep guard over that entrance to prohibit Adam and Eve and their family to entering, to come back into the garden. It was where he had known God face-to-face that he had experienced face-to-face worship with God there in the garden. And God, if you notice, God still spoke to Adam and his family. If you'll notice there in verse 6, And the Lord said unto Cain, You know, why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? And and if thou dost well, shalt thou not be accepted? He still, you know, he didn't lose communication with Adam and Eve, and their family still spoke to them. They still went to their place of worship, and there they met God. They worshiped God. Now, Adam would have been very careful in how he approached God. You know, when you come to the Lord's house, you need to be careful in how you approach God. You need to be reverent in approaching God. You need to understand who God is. and God is holy. You need to understand who we are. We're just sinners saved by the grace of God, but we need to recognize the holiness of God. Adam would have been very careful in how he approached God. He wanted to please God. You want to please God when you come to worship or you just pop in to kill some time here on Sunday morning or whenever we have worship time. It's very important to please God when you come to God's house or when you come before Him and worship. And He wanted to please God, hoping to just kindly restore that broken relationship that He had uh, with God. He wanted that restored. And so He would approach God with a sacrifice. Because Genesis chapter 3, verse 21, if you'll look, says, you know, unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. They realized they were naked and to to cover their nakedness and their shame and their guilt. God took an innocent animal and sacrificed that animal in order that, that Adam and Eve's shame and guilt could be covered. So he approached God, no doubt, every time he approached God with that with a sacrifice. And now in verse 4 and 5, you have the importance of this personal worship. He said, And Abel also brought of the firstlings of the flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain, to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And so what you have here, you have Cain approaching God with a false worship. What kind of worship are you offering God this morning? Is it true worship? Authentic worship? Is your heart right with God this morning? Or is it false worship? It's serious. And so Cain approached God with this false worship. 
Meaning what, Brother Samuel? Well, he approached God with the fruit, and, and no doubt it was the best fruit he had in his garden, and, his, and it was the best thing he had of his crops. But you see, he approached God with, with the works of his hands. And then Abel approached God with true worship. Why was that true? Well, because he, he approached him with a sacrifice, and perhaps the very best animal that he had, the best lamb that he had, perhaps. It was the best that he could offer God. But what made Abel's sacrifice acceptable? Because he sacrificed an animal. He'd been taught by his father how to approach God. Been taught how to approach God? Teaching your children how to approach God in worship? Adam, no doubt, taught these boys how to approach God. God had, God had taught Adam. God had taught Adam that sin causes death. God had taught Adam that an innocent substitute had to, had to sacrificially die in order to clothe his sins and, and his shame and, and Eve's sin and shame. God had taught Adam that. And, and thereafter, man could approach God only if his guilt and his shame were hidden to this sacrificial death of an innocent substitute. All of this pointing to whom? Jesus Christ. That promised seed of the Savior of the world. Chapter 3, verse 21. That was just, uh, that was just uh, uh, a... a a foreknowledge, if you would, of Jesus Christ offered to Adam and to Eve. Now the question is this. Why was Cain's worship unacceptable? Well, Cain, he offered only produce to God. Only what his mind and his hands had provided. No animal sacrifice, no, no substitute life to God. And the whole point is this, Cain wanted, he wanted a different way to approach God. He wanted God to accept him simply because of his hard work. He felt if he could do this, this, and this, that God would accept him. Because he just gave his offering to God. You know, it's obvious that Cain did not believe that a sacrificial offering was the only way to approach God. That's obvious. Cain was, Cain was trying to establish a different way to approach God. The Scripture says that Cain was a false teacher who sought to establish a false way to God, and this false approach and this false way to God is called in Jude verse 11... The way of Cain. Trying to come to God in some other way than how God says you must come to Him. Cain's worship was false. He came to God by his own way, his own approach. He came to God by his own approach. He came to God by his own works. He came to God by his own mind, his own ideals. He came to God by some other approach than by the sacrifice of an innocent life. So what's the reaction? Notice what happened in verse 5. But Cain, to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, he was angry, and his countenance fell. He looked like he was mad. He became angry. The Hebrew 
says literally that he burned with anger and he was furious and he was full of rage and full of malice and his face showed it. He was angry at God for rejecting his worship. You think God today will receive your worship? You think God will receive my worship? And he was angry at his brother because God had rejected his worship. He was angry. He was also jealous. But he really should have been angry at himself. Should have been angry at his unbelief. Should have been angry at his own hypocrisy to show up to worship God and not offer true worship. He should have repented. He should have begged God for forgiveness. But he refused to do that. What did he do? Look at verse 6 and 7. God spoke to him. The Lord said to Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? God knew why. God was just trying to let him understand what he had done. In verse 7, If thou doest well, thou shalt not be, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou dost not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desires, and thou shalt rule over him. Notice he used the word sin. That is the first time the word sin is used in the Bible, right there. And it simply means, in the Hebrew, it means to miss the mark. He said, listen, if you don't come to me like you're supposed to come to me, then sin lieth at the door. Then you've missed the mark. Now, what's the point? Cain had missed the mark in his approach to God. It's important. He had attempted to approach God. He attempted to worship God. And he missed God altogether. You see, to approach God without coming by the sacrifice of Jesus is missing God. I don't know how you're trying to approach God. You may be thinking if you're good morally, we all need to be morally fit. But that's not the way to approach God. You approach God by receiving the sacrifice of Jesus Christ into your life that your sins and your guilt can be covered by the blood of Jesus. And so Cain had spent his time and spent his mind and his thoughts and his ideals trying to approach God in a different way. He attempted to approach and worship God, and by doing that, he missed God altogether. So to approach God without coming by the sacrifice of Jesus, my friend, listen, you're missing God. And you'll die one day and you will have missed God altogether. It's only through Christ. It's not your way. But it's His way. And His way is John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. That's his way. Notice verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his brother and slew him. So you have the first war on earth. You have the first battle on earth. I believe he slipped up behind him and killed him. 
But you have the first war on earth. You have the first battle on earth. You have the first casualty of war on earth. So therefore, on this Memorial Day weekend, how does Genesis 4, 1 through 8 speak to you? There's a, there is a sinfulness. There is the sinfulness of man. You know, the Bible says that, that sin is the problem in our society. I mean, we may try to fix our society's problems, and, but apart from acknowledging that man is a sinner, we're going to fail regardless what we do. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Jesus gave us a look inside of our heart, Matthew 15, 18, and 19. Let me tell you how your heart is. This is what Jesus said. This is how our heart is. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile the man. For our heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and adulterers and fornications and thefts and false witness and blasphemies. That's what's inside your heart. But once you give your life and your heart to Christ, Christ changes you. According to 2 Corinthians 5.17, and you become a new creature. So this passage, speaks of the, this passage speaks of the sinfulness of man. This passage speaks of the shortness of life. Abel was a young man, and he died. We're told that 70 to 80 years is the normal lifespan of, of man. According to Psalms 90, verse 10, we need to learn. We really need to learn to number our days. But Jesus gives us eternal life. And so today, let me just ask you, are you prepared for eternity? Have you trusted Christ? Abel, he was, he was young, but he was ready to meet God. He approached God the way that he was to approach God. He came to God with his sacrifice and faith. Hebrews 11, verse 4. And there's no other way to God but through the sacrifice of His Son. There's no other way to salvation. So today, are you coming to God in an acceptable way? His way. Are you coming to God through His Son, Jesus Christ? Are you coming through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus? Or are you just trying a new and different way, a false way? Are you trying the way of Cain to get to the Father? You're going to fail, and you're going to miss heaven. Let me encourage you today to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is the way. Any other way, you'll miss God the Father. You come today. I'm going to ask Terry to come and lead us in a hymn of invitation. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for our time together this morning. Lord, as we focused upon two brothers, one trying to go to God the wrong way, one coming to God through the sacrifice, an innocent sacrifice. This blood was used to cover guilt and shame. And as we think of that, we realize the supreme sacrifice, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, who was our substitute. And Lord, through him and only through Christ is our sins forgiven. Thank you for what you're going to do today. Speak to people today. Speak to their hearts, those who are trying to come by Cain's way. Lord, speak to their heart. Let them know that the only way is through Jesus Christ to get to the Heavenly Father. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
Terry's going to.